0: what's going on everyone welcome once again to another episode of beach sports podcast of podcast produced and created by the daily 49ers staff i'm your host christian vasquez and thank you once again for being with us a lot of incredible things have happened over the past two weeks for long beach state athletics so let's get directly into it in this episode we will recap the week's most exciting games and results we'll talk about a track record being broken softball and baseball winning their respective series The end of incredible years for both men's and women's basketball. And Athletic Director Andy Fee will come on the show and share how he is aiding international students through the ongoing crisis in Russia and Ukraine. As well as his input on a WNBA player being detained by Russian officials. Let's start off with a quick summary of some of the week's most exciting games. Mets Volleyball hosted Concordia University on Saturday, March 18th at the Walter Pyramid sweeping the Eagles 3-0. Freshman star Alex Nikolov shined in the game and finished with his first career double-double. And sophomore libero Mason Briggs was a defensive nightmare, launching 17 errorless receptions. They will face off against UC Santa Barbara in a home away series, first hosting the Gauchos on Friday, March 25th, before heading up the coast to Santa Barbara on Saturday, March 26th. Softball comes out big on the road against UC Riverside to start off conference play on the right foot. Starting pitcher Samantha Fowler held the Highlanders to just two hits and two runs as the beach captured a 12-2 win, also capturing the win in a run-rule victory in just five innings. Very impressive. They return home to start a three-game stance against UC Davis on Saturday, March 26, at the LBSU Softball Complex. The Dirtbags fell to sweep Hawaii in a three-game series but still win their first two games. Their first match against the Rainbow Warriors saw starting pitcher Luis Ramirez hold Hawaii scoreless and only allow two hits. The Beach went on to win 4-0. In their last match, Hawaii was unstoppable through the first three innings, going up 3-0 and never looked back. The Dirtbags went on to lose 6-3 in the finale, snapping a five-win streak. They will be on a five-road game stance, facing off first against non-conference opponent Fresno State on Tuesday, March 22nd. The Long Beach State track and field team traveled to USC for their Trojan Invitational over the weekend. Women's senior captain Crystal Washington broke the women's triple jump school record on Saturday, March 19th. Fun fact, Washington now holds the school record for both indoor and outdoor seasons. Brothers Michael and Connor Phillips shined in the men's 1,500-meter race. Michael Phillips won the race with a time of 3.46 while his younger brother Connor placed third. The basketball season is sadly officially over. Both men and women's teams traveled to Henderson, Nevada to play at the Big West Tournament at the Dollar Loan Center Arena. The women's basketball team lost in the quarterfinals of the Big West Tournament, facing off against UC Davis after getting off to a slow start in the first. They would go on to get an invitation for the WNIT tournament to face off against Oregon State, where they would go on to lose 59-70. They finished their season 19-9, and a very impressive year despite everything. Mets basketball went rolling through the Big West Tournament. Point guard Colin Slater hit a buzzer beater at the end of the game against UC Santa Barbara to send Long Beach State to the finals. The Beach went off to face Cal State Fullerton, the winner of that, looking to go dancing. In a neck-and-neck game, the stakes were high, and the Beach and Titans traded buckets and leads. The second half saw the Titans go off on a three-point shooting spree, and a 7-0 run late in the game pulled Fullerton on top. A late shot by Jane Jones in a a forced turnover gave light to the beach, but in the last seconds, neither Slater nor Joel Murray could pull off a miracle. The beach lost 72 to 71 and with that, the Big West Championship and a spot in March Madness. Our own Matthew Brown traveled to Henderson to cover the tournament and he's here today to share that experience. So uh, welcome once again, Matty B. Great to have you back on the show. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good, Christian. Thank you so much for having me back on.
0: All right, Matty B, So, well, for those that don't know, you went to Henderson, Nevada, where the Big West yes. tournament was being held. Tell me a little bit about, about the experience, man. How was it?
1: Yes. So it was an amazing experience. I left Thursday morning at 5 a.m. to head to Henderson because uh, our, our men's uh, first game was at 12 p.m. So I wanted to get there a little early. So I got there around 9 a.m. I made the trip, got there around 9 a.m. Um, it's at the dollar it was at the dollar loan center in Henderson brand new stadium it's the first thing they kind of ever had at that stadium it's for like the Golden Knights minor league team Um, but it was brand new so it was very all new all new everything but you know the first game it was against uh, CSU Bakersfield Um, you know the first game it was like we were kind of like coming out out the gate slow you know I was kind of like shoot are we gonna get knocked out first round you know like it was like uh, Santa Barbara, like their offense was just like, it was just they're playing pressure early on and like their offense was just like firing on all cylinders. So I was like a little nervous. I'm like, dang, you know, I just came out here for one game and like we're gonna get eliminated. But you know, by the end of that first half, um, it was sort of like, you know, Joe Murray, you know, in the heat, heat, heat back up uh, by the end of the first half. And you know, they were able to settle down and carry some momentum into that second half, you know. And, you know, they're able to come back. You know, they, they went on, like, you know, a couple of 7-0 runs in the second half, you know, that helped propel them to the win. And that's kind of, like, how the team has been the whole season is, like, they're a second-half kind of team. Um, first half, they kind of, like, see what the offense and their defense does, you know, and then they make adjustments for the second half. So that's definitely what they did in that first game uh, against uh, Bakersfield. Um, and they, you know, they're able to kind of distance themselves in the end there. Um I forgot what the final score was of that game. It was uh 72 61. So yeah, they kind of ran away, ran away with it at the end. Like all their bench players came in at the end of that game. So they were able to run away with it. Um, but yeah, that was a good first game. And then the, that second game was the game everybody was talking about. You know, it was against Santa Barbara who was kind of the favorites I would say to kind of w- like win it all or like the big West uh, conference. They were kind of the favorites like preseason, even still heading into the conference. Um, nobody even but like even though Long Beach had the number one seed nobody thought I mean we would go as far as we did (laughs)
0: yeah Um, nobody gave us a chance honestly
1: (laughs) yeah and that's what coach Munson you know and that was basically the team mentality is like hey that's fine you know we're the underdogs you know but we'll you know we'll prove everybody wrong and that was their basically their whole mentality the whole season um and basically this whole this whole uh tournament um but yeah that that Game against UC Santa Barbara, that was the crazy one because it was just back and forth. Back it was a seesaw battle basically the whole whole time. It was just like it was like uh both teams were like just going on like insane runs. Like it was like uh Santa Barbara going to seven 0 and then Long Beach responded with an eight and run, then Santa Barbara to go on another run. So it was just like back and forth, back and forth, like each team going on runs. Um it was pretty, it was pretty, yeah, it was just back and forth, I would say. Um, And of course, in the last couple of seconds, Jadon Jones, the freshman rookie from, you know, Long Beach, I think Cerritos, uh, technically, but he hit that, yeah, he hit that game winning shot. Oh my gosh, buzzer beater, three pointer, you know, only 1.7 or 1.3 seconds left in the game or whatever it was. Um, Something I didn't mention in my story, it was kind of weird. It was Long Beach had recovered the ball. You know, it was like, they had recovered the ball with like 15 seconds left on the other end of the court. You know, they're running down court. And I think Coach Munson was trying to call time out, like, as soon as they recovered the ball. But nobody was, I don't think anybody heard him. And they called time out when Long Beach got down to the other end of the court. And Munson was mad because he was like, I didn't want to call time out right now. I wanted yeah. to call time out <laughs> earlier when there was like 10 seconds left. Now there's only 1.3 seconds left. Um, but... Uh, I mean, when it, when said, it comes that
0: down was... to the wire, you know every second counts.
1: Right? Yeah, every second counts. Every so second Munson counts. was a little unhappy. to kind of called timeout a little late there. Yeah, um, and I was like, because every, everybody was in the stadium was like, why would you call timeout with one point, whatever seconds left, with you right at the right at the rim. Um, but yeah, it was just, and Munson said that it was, it was, you know, it was Drew Cobb invited to Jones. You know, they said that was the first time they've ever ran that kind of play. You know a uh, cob to jones um but it it worked out and you know if you read my uh the article it was during that timeout with 1.7 seconds or 1.3 sec- uh, seconds left you know jones had to take him a shot the whole second half like you know and he just said to coach he was like you know if i get it I, it's going in and you know he didn't lie it, it went in um one thing i would say that kind of stood out um in that game for me it was it was sort of like a little moment but it was like a big picture kind of moment. Um, Joe Murray, you know, he was having a slow offensive night. Um, you know, it was like, he only scored like seven points, I think the whole game, which is, you know, pretty unusual for him. Um, but I know I've, I did an article, a feature story on him, like right before the tournament started. And everybody said like, he's the hardest, you know, he works harder than almost anybody like, or he does work harder than anybody on the team. Um, and there was one moment in that game, he was, The, you know, he, Murray, Murray is six foot, like six foot even. Um, And he was guarding this guy in UC uh, Santa Barbara. He was six nine. And like this guy, you know, he puts his hands up, you know, he's reaching well over seven feet, you know. Oh, yeah. And at one moment in the, like, it was like second half, like, you know, Murray's having a slow night. And like someone passed it down court to this, you know, huge guy. And Murray jumped up. So I was like, he jumped up so high. I don't think I've ever seen anybody like, jumped out high like that quick and like he just like blocked the pass and like he just like hit the ground so hard and you could tell it hurt but he got right back up and like went to go play defense and I was like oh my gosh like he does play harder than like anybody on this court like you know Colin State might be like you know the player of the year but it's like it, it kind of, it's like it's naturally talented you know he's like it's, he's naturally gifted like that you know like it's like that you know Murray's an embodiment of that saying you know it's like People might be more talented than you, but, you know, there's no excuse for them to, like, out, you know, work you or out hustle you, you know, and he was kind of like the embodiment of that. Um, So, yeah, that to get to the championship game, it was just a crazy night. You know, Jones hits that game walk off, you know, buzzer beater shot. It was just an insane game. Uh, Colin Slater had like 25 points as well that game. He was just going off.
0: And it looked like um, Slater was going to get that. They were they were going to try intending for Slater to take that last shot. But, I mean, he, yeah. was guarded, like, he was guarded very well by by the Gauchos. So
1: Exactly. Well, that was probably a smart thing to do. So, oh, that's yeah. why Jones was left wide open for that pass. Yeah. So, it was definitely, yeah, caught him off guard, you know, and able to go to the championship. And knock off, you know, pretty much the favorites to go to the championship. Mm-hmm. So, it was a pretty well night. Um But, yeah, that – So then the championship game came around. What was that? Saturday? That was Saturday. That was Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night, night, 830. Um, It was a pretty – that game was just like – you know, I I was like, oh, the Santa Barbara game could have been the championship game. But then the – I was like, the Florentine game, oh, my gosh. It was just back in – it was just like – it was like a physical – like I would say a physical game, you know. It was just like everybody was just like on each other, defense the whole way. Like, you know, it was like everyone was trying to play hard defense – um, so like the offense, you know, kind of like, you know, it was like wild, it was like wild, like scrappy to me, you know, everybody was just like trying to shoot the ball, like, you know, just trying to get off threes, as many threes as they can. Um, but Long Beach, we got off to a pretty good, like offensive start, which is unusual for the team. You know, we usually come out slow offensively, but against Fullerton, I noticed, uh, we had come out like hot, like hot, like, you know, we're like, at one point we had a 14 point lead in the first half, you know? which is kind of unusual for the team. Uh, we are usually the, the score all those points in the second half. Um, so, yeah, we had that 14-point lead, but then Fullerton just started coming on runs and runs and, like, able to chip away. And then I, it took, like, a couple-point lead, I think, going into the, you know, halftime. So it was definitely, you know, kind of disheartening, you know, or, like, to lose all that momentum into the going into the second half. Um, but... Coming out in the second half, it was basically the same thing. Like I said, scrappy. It was just, like, all defense. Everybody's, like – I feel like everybody's just, like, panicking. Not panicking, but, you know, it's, like, a sense of urgency going on, you know. Like, everyone's, like, oh, my God. Like, this is the championship game. Um, and in that first half, too,
0: they lost uh, Abu Car Traore, you know. He he, he fell down. Yeah. Behind. I know he, he was out for, like, he the went, first
1: half. Yeah, he went out. It was a pretty pretty uh, awkward injury. He, like, fell on the back of somebody and, like, fell on. It was, like, a pretty awkward uh, injury. So – that was definitely rough. You know, he definitely helps on my like, getting rebounds. You know, he's a rebound specialist. So, you know, that definitely, that definitely hurt the beach. Um, and what, what hurt the beach as well is you know, Slater kind of sat down in the first half, you know, cause he, he, he wanted to avoid, you know, he wanted to get a little rest, but, you know, avoid fouling out, you know, so I think it picked up two fouls and a half or maybe even three, honestly. Um, so coach Munson wanted to, you know, kind of sit him to avoid fouling out. Yeah. Um, and that's when like Florida, once they set out, Florida started coming back, you know, right away, chipping away, you know, they you know, our best offensive players kind of off the court. Um, so they were able to get some momentum back in that first half. Um, but yeah. And then after this, st- after the, uh, halftime, it was just like three point galore. Like everybody was shooting threes. Yeah. Uh, Fullerton and Florida, you know, they're like run, one of the too. worst teams like from the three-point line so like they were just thinking threes though they made their first six shots like their first six attempts they made it it was just like i was like oh my gosh so i feel like that definitely put a little pressure because i felt like we would try to respond with threes rather than you know maybe get a you know going with the twos you know just rebound and like keep going you know i felt like we were trying to like respond with threes and we just like kind of kept missing some um and yeah it was there were uh I mean, it was back and forth. There were, like, nine lead changes in the game. So, I mean, we were in it, but, like, it came, so the whole time, we're like, this game is going to come down to the water. We all knew, everybody in the yeah. same we were like, this is going to come down to the last couple of seconds. Like, this game is way too close, you know. And, like, the whole time, like, it's like, Jadon Jones hits that three to make it 72-71. We're down by one point, you know. Then they get the ball back with, you know, 20 seconds left. You know, I'm on the, I run to the sidelines, you know. I'm ready to run on the court. Because I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to, like, hit another buzzer beater, go to March Madness, you know. So I go on the sidelines with a bunch of people from, like, Long Beach's marketing department. And we're just sitting there. And we're like, oh, my gosh, like, this is like, we're going to do it. And, like, they, you know, they got the ball back with 20 seconds left and came down the court. But, you know, if you watched the game, you saw nobody really could get a shot off. You know, they were passing it around. But it was like I I understand why they didn't take the shots at times, but it was just like, you got to take the shot. up. You got to get at least the shot off there. You know, you never know. Like when the buzzer, like when the game ended, I was just like speechless. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, that's it. Like we didn't get a shot. Like, you know, I was a little shocked. I was a little stunned, you know? Um, but yeah, it was just a crazy, crazy atmosphere. I mean, Fullerton, you know, they outlasted us, you know, um, Even they said they're like, you know, it it came down to the wire, you know, it was like, it was just, I think one of the players from Florida was like, we did nothing special. It was just, you know, it's kind of like, it could have been them, you know, it was was like, you know, one point, they both played their hearts out. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it was definitely a great, great series overall. You know, and and
0: watching it at home, it, same thing. I, I had the same reaction. Um, you had a better view, obviously, because you were there. But you know, just sitting at home and watching, I'm like, man, this this is definitely going to come down to the wire. You know, you already knew it straight off the bat, like you said. It's it's one of those games where it's it's just too intense. It's too intense to just end there. You know. Yeah,
1: it's definitely a sour ending. Um, even Coach Munson after the game, he was just like, "I'm kind of bummed we didn't get the shot off." You know, it's like. That, that's all I can say is like, you just need to get the shot off there. And, you know, he, he credit, you know, he credit, kind of credit to the fortune. They did put a lot of pressure, you know, in those last couple of seconds on everybody um and held, you know, held a shot list. Um, but yeah, coach, M- it was coach Munson. It was the only one who came out post game. They usually came out with players, but yeah, it, he, you could tell he was still, you know, a little, ups, you know, a little upset, you know, it's a hard time. It's, it's a hard loss, you know, it's, you know, you guys wanted your one win away one point away from going to March Madness or two points I guess. Yeah. Um
0: another thing I should mention is you know I saw uh the defense that we were playing against uh Fullerton. We were doing a lot uh-huh. of zone defense. And it worked for a minute, but you know you could see the Titans were starting to catch up catch up on how to, you know, work their offense yes. against it. And I think that's also where it kind of like slipped up. Where that zone is just kind of like failed and next, you know, they're shooting, you know, through everywhere. They're able to get inside the paint. And I mean, it's just kind of like fell apart for us there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Munson even kind of said that, you know, I I even asked him, you know, or someone asked him, you know, they they kind of put pressure on early, you know, like you said, like, you know, they put pressure on early and, you know, got off to a good lead. And Monson said, you know, that's kind of one of the worst things that I could happen, you know, because, you get know, there was such an early lead, and, like, the little things start, you know, not mattering as much, and, you know, it's like, oh, we're at such a big lead, you know, the little things, you know, we don't have to do this, or, you know, hustle as hard, you know, and then it just yeah. starts, you know, the full tension starts coming back like that, and that kind of killed them, and you know, the small things kind of killed them.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and, yeah, that was very unfortunate. Um, we would have gotten to play Duke, which would have been a very – we would have been definitely been the under like the big big underdogs, um, but it would have been a great, you know a great game. I would feel like
0: that's that's a real David and Goliath right there. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You
2: know, that would have been very uh, Duke team
0: against you know us. I, you know, it's yeah. I mean, we haven't been back to March Madness since twenty twelve, and you know. Yeah, exactly. It would have been great. You know, even even had we not won that game, um, right? It still would have been amazing to just see that Long Beach.
1: Yeah, uh, I made it to March yeah, Madness. Yeah, you know, remember. made it to the national. You know, exactly. like championship tournament. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah. yeah, we had to settle for the NIT tournament mm-hmm. um, against BYU. BYU, right? Uh, yesterday on uh, Wednesday, um, I didn't see. I was covering the Dirtbags game, but I saw we unfortunately lost as well. well I don't you know. See? Were you were you watching that game or
0: I did not. But I mean, um, it it just seemed like yeah, we we were on the on the losing end on that one, and it was yeah. a lot.
1: it was a big margin too. So. Yeah, and I saw we were winning at the half too or we had a lead at or in the half. We had a pretty good lead going to the half. So it's just I guess I don't know, it's we're mostly a second that's why the whole season we've been a second half team, but these past two games they try to be the first half team and it looks like it you know kind of didn't work out. Yeah.
0: And I mean second half is where where you got to win the
1: games, you know. Exactly. Yeah. It's good to get exactly. a comfortable
0: lead at the first half, but I mean it all comes down to the wire, especially in tight games like that second half matters
1: exactly that's why you don't the game's not over at the half you know yeah. you still gotta play a whole nother half yeah
0: so any final thoughts matt on an incredible basketball season that the men's team had
1: yeah i mean it was just they got you know they have a lot of great players you know they're gonna have a couple of seniors you know leaving they have murray uh i've asked him if he's coming back you know he has he has one more year of eligibility you know He hasn't given a definitive answer, you know, but I, I assume he's going to be back. I, I assume he's going to be back, but this team, I mean, even though they lost, you know, the the championship game in the NIT tournament, you know, they, they should be proud of themselves. You know, they had a very great season and a great turnaround to their season, Mm -hmm. you know, right before conference started, they they had like a three and seven record, you know, they're, they were picked to finish eighth in the conference, you know, nobody, you know, nobody thought this team would do anything. And, you know, they came in, they turned their season around after basically winter break um, got the number one seed in the tournament, you know, made it the championship game, you know, almost, almost won. Um, so yeah, this, this season, you know, even though it kind of ended pretty sour, you know, it, I, I wouldn't call it a disappointment and coach Munson definitely wouldn't call it a disappointment no, either. Not at all. There shouldn't, um, there
0: shouldn't be a reason why it should be called disappointment.
1: Yeah. Especially, you know, these past couple of years, you know, basketball has had, you know, some issues with their, you know, culture and players. I wouldn't say issues, but you know, you know, with their record. Um, but yeah, this team—it's definitely turned the culture around for this team. This team has definitely turned the culture around for LBSU basketball. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to be good to see uh, a bunch of like these amazing players come back next season. And I think they're only going to build up from here. You
1: know. Exactly, I mean, like, Jadon, You know, Jadon Jones, Abubakar Triori. You know, they're they're freshmen. You know, they they you know they made it one game away from big or March Madness. So we still got this at least experience, two
0: years of this yeah um, exactly yeah, they they, they we
1: still got a long a long more time of you know of this you know i would say dynasty or run they're gonna have these next couple years oh yeah for sure
0: well thank you so much matt for coming on and telling
1: us about your experience um, of course thank you so much it was yeah a great experience you know in henderson it wasn't exactly i was about 40 minutes away from vegas so i wasn't i thought i was thinking it was gonna be a vegas trip but it was a henderson trip <laughs> but it was worth it yeah it was worth it it was worth it <laughs> All right, Matty B, thank you so much, my man. All right, thank you for having me. I'll talk to you later.
0: A big thank you to Matthew Brown for coming on the show once again and sharing the ups and downs of what was the Big West tournament. It's important to mention following the conclusion of the game against Fullerton that a death threat began circulating social media, particularly against Colin Slater. Long Beach State Athletic Director Andy Fee had this to say about the situation.
2: Well I can't there's there's an ongoing investigation right now and um with an ongoing investigation I, I can't I can't comment on that. Um you know that investigation will play out and um you know we'll just have to wait till the final uh pieces are put in place. Right. But but what I would say is uh you know threats of any kind, um whether it's to a student athlete or a student or a faculty member. Um, you know obviously those are things that that we are um, very cognitive of very aware of and you know the first thing we want to do is protect our student athletes coaches and staff so you know we will always do those things to make sure people are safe and like I said there's an ongoing investigation right now and I think that will play out and hopefully that will uh, end up with uh, you know a good result.
0: Last month, WNBA player Brittany Griner was detained by Russian officials in Moscow of alleged drug charges after a vape cartridge was found in her luggage. We at the Daily 49er wanted to know how our school would handle such a case. We spoke to Athletic Director Andy Fee to find out. Yeah,
2: well, uh, the NCAA marijuana is a banned substance, and um, if you test positive if the NCAA tests you and you test positive, uh, it's a year suspension. So it's, uh, pretty significant. And, um, you know, if we were to get a, a positive test or someone were, I guess, arrested, I guess at customs or something like that, um, there would definitely be repercussions for that. Um, you know, I guess it depends on the exact scenario, but, um, you know, even though it's, legal in the state of california the ncaa has it as a banned substance so we have to deal with it a little more differently i guess is how i would describe it
0: now with the ongoing um political situation in russia you know we have a lot of international athletes um, a lot of, uh, athletes in our rosters that are from places like Russia, how are you, uh, helping, um, athletes through, through the hardships that are going outside of athletics?
2: Yeah. So obviously the, the Russian, uh, Ukrainian situation is, is just terrible. And, um, we, we have two Russian student athletes, um, in our athletic department and, um, We've been offering them, uh, you know, services if they want to talk to somebody. We've been checking in on them to make sure that they feel supported. You know, they're just two student athletes, um, you know, who are here to study and to play sports, and you know, they're not involved in any of this. You know, I, I think you know, there's a lot of vitriol out there about Russia, and you know, certainly what Russia is doing, invading into Ukraine. Um, I certainly disagree with, but. In terms of our student athletes, again, they're here to study, here to play sports, and I know it's very trying on them. So we've been offering them those resources um, that they can get counseling, again, talk to somebody, as well as teammates, um, coaches, and staff checking in on them to make sure they're doing okay.
0: For sure. Well, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Andy Fee, for coming once again and, and speaking to us on the podcast.
2: Christian, always appreciate it. Look forward to our next discussion.
0: Thank you, sir. That is all for this episode of Beach Sports. Tune in next time for more sports news, recaps, and scores. Big shout-outs to sports editor assistant Matthew Brown and to athletic director Andy Pee for coming on today's episode. Don't forget to check out Beach News Weekly for more campus news on daily49er.com, as well as other podcast content brought to you by The Daily 49er. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at daily49er. Thank you so much for being with us today. I've been your host Christian Vasquez until next time.